0: Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. Here's my telephone number 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. My privilege, my honor to be your host. This afternoon, well, here's an update on the Oberlin College. uh, uh, What is it, Gibbons? uh, What is the name of the bakery? I think. Well, anyway, the uh, bakery in Oberlin, Ohio, that sued Oberlin College for uh, big bucks, uh, Gibson's, Gibson's Bakery. Yeah, Uh, a lower court, a Well, in fact, a Lorain County jury awarded the bakery $44 million in compensatory and punitive damages back in June. Uh, A judge later reduced the award to $25 million and ordered Oberlin College to pay up. Well, that was in June of 2019. Uh, This is the end of August in 2022, And so far, Oberlin College has not paid a penny. Uh, They've been dragging their feet, appealing, and they finally appealed to the Ohio Supreme Court. And yesterday afternoon, the Ohio Supreme Court said, "Uh uh-uh, noop, 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 noop. We are not going to hear your appeal. So does that mean this is over and done and Gibson's Bakery is going to receive $25 million? Eh, Probably not. Uh, but Oberlin will probably find some way to drag their feet. And by the way, interest is building up on this, so you would think that Oberlin College would say, "Well, let's get this thing over with." Uh, but they are not. So uh, we'll see where this goes. But the Ohio Supreme Court has refused to hear an appeal. Uh, the latest defeat for Oberlin College, I can't say it's a victory for the uh, bakery because they haven't received any money yet. By the way, since all of this began, two, this is a family-owned bakery that's been there for generations. And since all of this controversy began, two of the male members of the, the the family that owns a bakery have died. So they did not see um, any of the benefits of the, uh, the lawsuit. So we'll keep an eye on it, but that's the latest. Yesterday afternoon, the Ohio Supreme Court said, no, we will not hear your appeal. Here is a victory, however, in a case that we have been following down in Louisville, Kentucky. A uh, Christian photographer um, is fighting a uh, city ordinance that went into effect uh, back in 2019. It was called the Fairness Ordinance. Now, you folks are smarter than the average bear. And uh, the Louisville City Council is left-leaning. They are liberal. And so you know that when the leftists uh, pass an ordinance or pass a law, the uh, name is exactly the opposite of the intent. So it is called the Fairness Ordinance, and there's nothing about fairness in it. It bans, quote, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity, the fairness ordinance would require this Christian photographer to photograph same-sex weddings. Well, she, in a preemptive strike, has sued the city of Louisville, saying this violates her First Amendment rights. Well, yesterday, U.S. District Judge Benjamin Beaton sided with the Christian photographer and said, quote, although Louisville may require restaurants and hotels and stores to provide services regardless of the proprietor's views or their customer's legal status, the government may not force singers or writers or, for, or photographers to articulate messages that they do not support. Because speech is categorically different under the federal constitution, local laws must treat it differently too. However worthy and widely supported the government's commitment to equal access and respectful speech, these are concerns the First Amendment resolves in favor of the dissenting speaker." So the uh, decision does not overturn the so-called fairness ordinance, but it prevents the city from using this ordinance to go against Christian bakers, Christian photographers, uh, Christian writers, churches, etc. Quote, the decision also allows Nelson, the uh, Christian photographer, to state on her website That her faith prohibits her from working at same-sex weddings, uh, which the Fairness Ordinance bans such statements. Can you imagine passing an ordinance that bans certain words on an individual's business website? Well, that is uh, the goal, the desire of the left. So anyway, good For this Christian photographer, is she going to get grief from this? Oh, yes. But she stood up for her principles, took it to court, and she has won. Chelsea Nelson and her photography business will not be forced to photograph same-sex weddings. Good for her, and may her Tribe increase. We've been watching that uh, story for a couple of years now, and uh, whether the city will appeal it, I doubt it. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that surprising. All right, my number is eight seven seven Bob Live, 877-262-5483. Stay tuned brief intermission and we'll be back.
0: Bernie, Bernie Live. Live. Looking at today's news through a Biblical Worldview.
1: Do any of you remember the musical with Marion the Librarian? Yeah, the music man. Remember that? Marian the Librarian. Remember that? Well, there was a stereotype in that musical. It was a long time ago. But the stereotype was that librarians were women, often single, sometimes old maids, and they were a little prudish and very, very conservative. Boy, no more, no more, no more, no more. Libraries across America are coming after your kids and attempting to steal your child's innocence. It is a movement all across America. Uh, Books that would be considered pornographic on the shelves... In the children's section, in the youth section, placed there, not accidentally, but intentionally by librarians who feel this is their responsibility to open the eyes of children to sex. Yeah, no, that's the responsibility of the parents, not a librarian. And then we have these drag performances at libraries all across America. Uh, Now, this is not original with me. I saw someone else post it. And when I saw it, I thought, why didn't I think of that? And this is not verbatim from what I saw posted, but the gist of it was uh, we should be concerned about the children sitting in front of some man dressed up as a woman in an often sexually suggestive costume. But the greater question is, why does a man dressed up as a woman want to perform in front of small children? When I saw that, I thought, whoa, yeah. What is the motive of a man who obviously is very confused about his sexuality and about his gender? I don't care what you what you believe about drag queens and all that. Any reasonable person would admit these people are very confused. It is not normal, it is not natural for a man to put elaborate, grotesque makeup on and big wigs and dance around in a sexually suggestive way as a woman. That's not exactly normal or natural. They're confused. They've obviously got some psychological issues. So why do they want to do that in front of children? Why do they want little children sitting at their feet? And I think that's an excellent question. Well, the Federalist has printed a lengthy—it's uh, well with comments and so forth. It's like twenty-two pages long. Many of you are familiar with the Federalist, a uh, conservative publication, conservative website, the Federalist dot com. Pardon me. They have published. Letters, emails, letters, and texts between librarians and drag queens across America. Uh, here's just one to um, a drag queen from a youth services director at the Glen Carbon Library, and I believe that's in Illinois. And the, uh, the email says, Hi, Ashley. Ashley is the uh, drag queen. Hi, Ashley. My name is Amy Villette, and I'm the youth services director, youth services director at the Glen Carbon Library. We would love to offer a drag story time here at Glen Carbon, and I wonder if you had a list of drag queens or kings I could contact. I know that you had Chastity Valentino at your library. So even her contact information would be greatly appreciated, uh, well, that her is a he, or even someone else who might have a lead of a performer that we could contact. Thank you for your time, signed Amy Vallette, pronouns, she, her, hers, Youth Services Director of the Glen Carbon Centennial Library. Well, there was an immediate response. Um, Anyway, I won't have... Well, hi, Ashley. Thanks so much. I contacted her via Facebook, and I'll go from there. I'm not surprised that you had complaints. LGBTQIA plus programming for kids always leads to complaints. Our library and the mayor got a lot of heat last year over our This Day in June story walk. But we are not letting that stop us from supporting our LGBTQ families. I might pick your brain on response techniques once we have a plan in place. I don't think it hurts to be over-prepared for criticism. Thanks again. Signed, Amy. And it goes on page after page after page. Communication between librarians youth services, directors, and drag queens and other people about how excited they are, how excited they are to steal the innocence of little children in libraries across America. Uh, Now, this does not mean all librarians are a bunch of perverts, but it is an indication that many, many, many librarians are not marrying the librarian from the music man. The purpose, goal, and desire of libraries across America are not what they once were. They have a social agenda. And it's an agenda to come after innocent children. Now, I'm not saying that's the case at your local library, but I would certainly do some research before you trust your children anymore at any public library. Do your research.